pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, for a cure for this virus. Whether it's a vaccine or whatever you just whatever you can do. Lord, we just pray for We pray for Lord, we pray for all those who do not know who are Christians and they want to come to God and they know where they can Lord, we just pray that reach out to us and bring us to Lord, we pray for our pastors. Lord, we pray for healing touch in his body. Lord, we confess the name of Jesus. Take on the sacred field. And right now, Lord, the, the doctors are saying that it's very possible that they're pushing the spread of the antibiotics. And Lord, we just pray the financial. Pray for our pastor Christian that you will bless them and that the church will bring them. You've already chosen the church. And help that you will bless their lives. And have you in your perfect will throughout the church. And that the new life of the church is not only the heart of the church. Lord, we just pray for Pastor Lord that the tongues will deliver me. morning to all who might be watching this live presentation here at Robinson Avenue Baptist Church. To each one of you at home this morning, I say to you, tune in with your heart, grab your Bible, and follow along, and let's just see where God takes us this morning. Amen. I am honored. I feel so blessed to be able to do what God is allowing me the privilege to do this morning. 
So to God be the glory and the honor in this house of worship and all over this world. To God be the glory. Let us pray, every head bowed, every eye closed. Those of you at home, we would ask that you bow your head with that. And listen as I pray. Loving God, our Heavenly Father, thank you that by faith we know and feel your love for us. Thank you, Father, for providing for all our needs. We are grateful that it pleases you to be good to us. Holy Spirit, we realize you are our sure guide and protection. Give us the ability to understand what you want for, for us and the will to obey. Father, give us eyes wide open to see each one we meet with love and concern. Now forgive me, Father, that I failed you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you would take your Bibles and we will, I would like to start this morning by uh, reading from Old, Te Old Testament, Second Samuel, and Second Samuel was a prophet. Matter of fact, he was a judge and the last prophet and judge of Israel after Moses. So if you would open to Second Samuel chapter seven, and we will read just one verse this morning from Second Samuel chapter seven, verse twenty-two. Seven twenty-two, and I'll be reading New King James Version. If you got it, say Amen. And it reads like this: Therefore. O God, for there is none like you, nor is there any God besides you. According to all that we have heard with our ears, brothers and sisters, I say to you this morning, and I would ask that you do one thing for me as we move forward. Pray, pray, pray for me as I stand before God and God's people to deliver a message that God gave me to bring to the people of God during a time such as these. And as we have read this morning from from this, this prophet, this judge, uh, 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 from Second Samuel chapter seven, Samuel said, "God, you are great," and I say to you this morning that we can take that to the bank and we can make that deposit and we can cast that check. He is great. God is great. And I want you to pick that up in your spirit this morning and I want you to know that he's looking into your soul right now. He's looking into your spirit right now and he sees everything that you're going through. Mm. And all you need to do this morning is just walk with me and remember that he is great. And then Samuel said, there is none like him. We have mercy this morning. 
none like him. A great God, none like him. And then he said this, he said this, he said, according to all that we have heard with our ears, we know, because we heard, we've been taught from this book called the Bible, that he is great, and there's none like him. This morning, I would like to say to you, and I know you, everyone, everyone right now is doing one of two things, or maybe they're doing both at the same time, watching the news and praying. Watching the news and praying. Today we find ourselves living in a day and time where, where, where nothing in this world makes sense anymore. Things are changing faster than ever before. And, and, and that's just how it is in this world. Chaotic. Everything is in a state of complete confusion and disorder. Chaotic. And then, and then, you know, because of everything being the way it is in this world, we, as the people of God, we find ourselves sometimes being overwhelmed. Come on, somebody. Yes. Even though that spirit lives in you and that spirit is strong, there are times when we find ourselves in the flesh and we find ourselves overwhelmed. We find ourselves scared, lonely, all stressed out, trying to figure it out. And, and you know what? You know what? You know what that is? You know what that is? You hear it in the news today, my brothers and sisters, and those of you that are watching via Facebook. You know what that is? That's the new norm. Come on, somebody. Yes, everything has changed already. We're looking at some new and different times. That's the new norm. The world is changing. And I'm seeing change. The world is being changed. Now, let me just talk about that challenge just for a bit before uh, I move on. And I, I feel like, I feel like I want to preach this morning. I feel like... I feel like God, God is, is, is trying to reach out and, and He's trying to touch somebody and He's trying to remind somebody that everything's going to be all right. 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 Be all right. Be all right. Be all right. Come on, somebody. You've got a hand clap of praise in the house. Amen. Everything is going to be all right after a while. People, people all over this land panicking, afraid. The people of God, our faith is being touched by this unseen challenge. And I. I, I declare to you this morning, I, I feel it in my spirit that Satan is using this virus that they've given a name, coronavirus, as a vehicle to move his agenda. And, and we see it being played out in the lives of people each and every day on center stage. Folks are acting strange and doing crazy stuff. It seems like, you know, no one, no one cares anymore about the person to his or her right or the person's 
to his or her left or the person standing in. No one seems to care. If I need to get mine and you figure out how you're going to get yours. That's the kind of time that we're living in. We're living in some strange times. This coronavirus. This enemy. To all of mankind. That's our challenge, right? If you're moving, this time. All over this world. But listen, I want to serve notice to the devil this morning. I want to serve notice to him. I want to let the devil know that I'm rebuking him in the name of Jesus. And anything that is not of God, I'm rebuking it in the name of Jesus. And I'm speaking God's will into this over here. And I'm speaking God's will into this right here. I'm speaking God's will into coronavirus. I'm speaking God's will into our president of the United States. I'm speaking God's will into the scientists. I'm speaking God's will into the doctors and the nurses and all the support people. God, give them what they need right now, Lord. The devil is alive. And the truth ain't in it. I came here to preach God's word this morning. And I hope y'all don't mind if I preach. Because I may not get another chance to stand before God's people, to stand before God and preach this word. So I'm going to preach this word while the blood is still running warm in my veins. John 10, 10 says that the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. Oh, have mercy this morning. Thank you, God, for Jesus. But in that same verse, it says, Jesus said, I have come that they may have Aren't you glad this morning? Oh, glory. Whatever may come your way. Aren't you glad this morning that you have life? What? Come on, somebody. Yes, tell the Lord thank you. Everybody out there in television land, tell the Lord thank you this morning. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you. I declare to the, to the, to the church this morning, oh, glory to your name, Lord. Uh, this preacher, this mouthpiece for the Lord, our heavenly Father, I declare to you this morning, the ecclesia, the called out one, I declare to you this morning that we serve a mighty God. We serve a mighty God. And, and you know, I'm going to say this and then I'm going to move on because it's getting late and I may not have a whole lot of time to be here. So I need to move on. But I will say this. Theologians, theologians have to Studied God for years and years and years. Because they wanted to know. They wanted to they, they they wanted to gain knowledge and understanding about this God that no man has ever seen. Theologians, they they studied him. And, and, and they wanted to learn about his attributes. They wanted to learn about his characteristics. And, and the theologians, they concluded that. There's three important terms that they use to speak to his nature. Omnipotent. Omniscient. Omnipotent. The three O's, I, I refer to them sometimes. And, and omni, omnipotent simply means all-powerful God. Now listen to me, church. The ecclesia, the church, you, the living church, listen to me. He is all-powerful. And what does that mean? That means simply this. It means that, that God can do whatever God wants to do. 
It also means that he is not subject to physical limitations like man. And being omnipotent, God has the power over wind, over water, over gravity, over physics, over corona, virus. God has power. His power is his power is not And I thank God this morning for His power. I do. And then, omniscient presence. I'm sorry, as omniscient, He is all-knowing. God is an all-knowing God. And what does that mean? That means that He's aware of the past, present, and future. Nothing, nothing takes him by surprise. This morning, God is all present. He's omnipresent. He's all over the universe. He's everywhere at the same time. But there is a God, He is distinct from the universe, but He inhabits its entirety. He is everything at once. Now, with all that knowledge and everything that I've said to you this morning, don't let that slow you down. Don't let the things that I, I said this morning or saying right now keep you from moving forward because I need you to come and go with me a little bit further. Because when it's time for you to recall the things that were said to you today in this place of worship, the Holy Spirit will bring back to your remembrance. So don't worry about a whole lot of knowledge just yet. You might be thinking, oh, that preacher's telling a lot of stuff and he's talking about the, the, the theologians and he, he's talking about the three O's and he's talking about the devil. I'm going to talk about it all, but I want us to focus on one thing this morning, and that's Jesus. My sermon text this morning is taken from the book of St. Matthew. Oh, familiar passage of Scripture, St. Matthew. The Matthew chapter 8. If you've got your Bibles, open with me to Matthew chapter 8, please. Matthew chapter 8. And, and everybody here, you know the story. You've read it before, and you've had it preached to you time and time again. And when I was in my prayer moments, and I was trying to find a place to kind of settle into so that I can kind of work through a message and taking notes and doing different things, but the Lord led me to this passage of Scripture, Matthew chapter 8, and we, we will begin reading at verse 23. Matthew 8 and 23. If you got it, say amen. Now, when when he got into the boat, talking about Jesus, his disciples, they followed him. And suddenly, the Bible says, a great tempest, a violent, windy storm arose on the sea. So that the boat was was with the waves, but he was asleep. Jesus, that is. Verse 24. 
verse 25. Then his disciples came to him and, and woke him, saying, Lord, save us. We are perishing. Verse 22. But he said to them, Why are you sleeping? Oh, oh, you of little faith. When he arose and rebuked the wind and the sea, and there was a great So the man marveled, saying, that even the wind and the sea obey him. Now, church, listen. The symbolism, there's some symbolism here this morning, and, and, and I want you to kind of, you know, put that to the back of your mind and listen to me as I move forward. The symbolism here uh, behind the story of Jesus calming the storm. I hope, I hope, I hope it brings great encouragement and hope this morning for a time such as this. Now, I want you to put yourself in, in, in those disciples' place. And I want you to think about those disciples for a minute. I want you to think about them hanging out with Jesus. I want you to think about where they had been and what they seen him doing. They saw him doing. They had been all over the place. They seen him, you know, healing the sick and feeding the multitude, performing miracles after miracles and after miracles. And now here it is. They done got into the boat and they're out in the water and Jesus is below sleeping and all of a sudden, you know, oh, everything got chaotic. There was a storm. Out of control. Think about that if you will. And and this life-threatening storm caused the disciples to push the panic button. They went into panic overdrive, Brother Robert. Oh Jesus, wake up! Wake up, Jesus! Get up! Down below, sleeping peacefully after all that hard work, walking all the many miles and feeding the multitude and healing the sick and doing all these miracles. He's trying to get a little bit of rest. Oh, but them boys wouldn't let him rest. That storm came up and they pushed the panic back. Reality hit them. Believe it. Jesus will believe it. Oh, come on, somebody. You ought to be walking with me right about now. We're in panic mode in America. We're in panic mode all over this land. People are pushing the panic button. Fear them set in. Oh, glory, hallelujah. But you don't have to worry about waking up Jesus. We don't have to go below to find Jesus. Because he's sitting high, and the Bible tells us that he's at the right-hand side of the Father, interceding for us. Glory be to God. Reality hits them, doesn't it? Yes, it did. Like a ton of bricks. And, oh, my Lord, we're about to die. Oh, the entire time this was happening, we know from Scripture that Jesus was sleeping. Instead of looking to Jesus to get them out of the situation, the, the disciples, they allow their situation to dictate their reaction. Come on, somebody. 
Yeah, that's how it is sometimes. You know, things are raging out of control, and we're being overwhelmed, and, and we are afraid. Fear sets in, and, and then fear takes over and cancels out faith, and all of a sudden, we're, we're pushing the panic button, and, and we are allowing our situations to dictate our And God is not pleased with the way people are responding right now to this virus. I'm scared, mind you. I'm scared. I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm scared. Yes, I am. But I won't be afraid because the God that I serve is almighty. The God that I serve, He's everywhere. Nothing catches Him by surprise. The God that I serve knows everything. The God that I serve, He knows the past, the present, and the future. He's seen the end. And He knows that there will be an end. And one day there will be calm. So what am I saying? I'm saying to you, my brothers and sisters here at Robertson Avenue Baptist Church and those of you that are watching via Facebook, I'm saying to you, keep the faith. Stop pushing the panic button. Don't, 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 don't let panic, don't let this situation dictate how you react. Now, I'm moving on. I'm moving on. They said to Jesus, they said, Lord, save us. You're perishing. I want you to hold on to what I just said. Lord, save us. You're perishing. Because I'm coming back to that in a few minutes. The Bible said Jesus calmed the storm. But before he calmed the storm, he said something to his disciples. He said, why are you afraid? And I can hear the Lord saying right now in my spirit, I can hear the Lord saying, and he's speaking to his people, and he's saying, why are you afraid? Why are you afraid? I can hear him saying this morning, everyone that is watching via Facebook and here at Robinson Avenue Baptist Church, to include self, I can hear him saying this morning, don't be afraid. I can hear Jesus saying right now, I've got this. I can hear him saying, keep the faith. And, and when we find ourselves in, in the storm, and I'm using symbolism here as a figure of speech this morning, when we find ourselves in the storm, storms that we can't control, we need to be, we need to be reminded that we need to respond Now, what is faith? Hebrews 11, 1 says, Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. We are not alone. And I, I will say this morning, just like everyone else is saying, since all of this stuff happened, the news media folks are saying, we're in this together. We're in this together. But let me say this before I move on. If we say it today, and when the storm has come, we need to remember going forward that we're still in this situation. And God is still in control. And He's still on His throne. And this is not the end of all. 
this is not the end. This is not the end. So I want you to know this morning and remember this. God has the power to overcome every storm. You may not be able to change your situation, but you can change. You can choose to faithfully trust God in the middle of your storm. And then I want you to remember this as we're coming close to the end of this message. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Fix your eyes on Jesus. And let Him bring the peace that we are in search of. And when we fix our eyes on Jesus, and then we serve Him with reverence, and we serve Him the way He, he should be served, will come our heart and with everything that we've got to serve Him with, He will give us a peace that surpasses all the world. So I say to you, my brothers and sisters, stop looking at the size of your storm. Turn to the one who can calm the storm. Fix your eyes on Jesus. God, who knows everything, He overcomes everything. He's on night mission. He knows the past, the present, and the future. Jesus is still in the boat with you. So this morning I tell you, I say to you, speak to that mountain. I say to you this morning, stay in your boat. I say to you this morning, let Jesus do what Jesus should be doing. And then we, as the people of God, do what we need to do. And that's stay on our knees in prayer. Or stand, if you will. However you pray, that's what we need to be doing today. And we need to be calling on Jesus. And we need to say, oh, Lord, save us.
a praise story. I say to you, choose over fear. And remember what Jesus' disciples said after they woke him up. He said to his disciples, There's a cleansing that's taking place all over the land. And, and people, people right now, people everywhere, if they haven't done so already, they get ready to do so. They're turning their lives over. They're turning away from the things that they used to do, and they're turning to the things that God would have them to do. And let's walk a little closer with them. Show a little love for each other. Bring out a little bit of kindness and help somebody who might need a helping hand. I see it all over the land being played out. I see something happening now that should have been happening before coronavirus came on the scene. The devil is alive. And God will be magnified even in this bad situation that we are facing right now. There's no secret. But God will be glorified. And the saints will Again, I say to you, as I'm getting ready to close this thing out, faith, 11, Hebrews 11, 1. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And in verse 25 of Matthew, I, I want to go back to that and I, I want to I read that again. Matthew 8 and 25, it says, Then his disciples came to him. They went to him, and they woke him up, and they said, Lord, save me. We are saved. My brothers and sisters, that needs to be our prayer right now. We're in church. We need to turn our eyes to heaven. We need to keep looking at heaven, and we need to cry out to him, Lord. Because of that spirit that lives in this old temple, there's a spirit that's living in this house right now, in this temple. And that spirit is greater than anything in this world. And I have the power to speak to my situation. I have the power to speak to my circumstances. Not my will be done, but that will be done. Lord, save us. Perhaps you're at home this morning. I'm getting ready to pray. And uh, I heard a preacher say one time, just in Titus, he said, you know, when, when the Holy Spirit stops speaking, you shut up and sit down. <laughs> Glory be to God. So I'm getting ready to shut up, and I'm going to sit down because I feel like I've done what God would have me to do this morning. This house. It doesn't take all day to get it down. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Perhaps you're watching this morning from from your home and 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 and, and maybe 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 during the time I was speaking.
propagating one out in the television land right now. <laughs> yes, sir. Now, you, you, you might be thinking, And maybe, maybe you hear the Lord now. Maybe you hear Him as He's speaking to your spirit that you know you need to change how you're doing business. Maybe, maybe you, maybe you've backslidden a little bit. Maybe you have gone in a backslidden mode, and God is trying to get you out of that backslidden mode. And because of the times that we're in, you you feel like I need to do something. And I want this is what I want to say to you. This is what I want to say to you. All you got to do this morning is just get down on your knees. Wherever you are, get down on your knees. And you cry out to Jesus. You tell the Lord to forgive you. You tell the Lord how sorry you are that you went into a backslid mode. And I'm talking to the believers. And we sometimes, as believers, we sometimes get into a backslid mode. We sometimes find ourselves serving the flesh rather than the creator. But that's you this morning. Take it to the good Lord and and you tell him to help you out of your backslidden mode. You you tell him how sorry you are for the things that you may have done that took you out of touch. And when you do that and you do it honestly from your heart, he's faithful to his promise. And brothers and sisters, he will forgive you. I promise you, he'll forgive you. And maybe maybe you're watching this morning, and 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 maybe you know you you feel like. Maybe you haven't made that commitment to serve the Lord. Maybe you haven't made that commitment to follow Christ. Well, all you need to do this morning is, is you know, it's real simple. It's real simple. It's the ABCs. All you need to do is just admit you need to believe, and then you need to choose to trust Jesus for your forgiveness. That's all you need to do. And I'm talking to you. Those of you that are, that are watching, whoever you are this morning, and I'm speaking to you, and this is the time right now. It's never too late. There's still room at the cross for one more. So you just you just admit that you are a sinner. Honestly, admit that you are a sinner. And that you've lived in a disobedient way. Romans 3, 23 says, All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And Romans 6, 23 says, The wages of sin is death, everlasting sin. And then, admit that you are a sinner and just believe that Jesus died on the cross and rose again. And His blood is pure to pay for your sin. That's all you got to do. Admit to believe. First Corinthians 15, 3 and 4 says, Christ died for our sins according to the scripture, and that he was buried, and that he rose again on the third day according to the scripture. Romans 5, 8, that God demonstrated his love, his own love, for us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died. John 3, 16 says, For God so loved the world. Gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him 